You're listening to the Greek's Gridiron, live with Ethan Haristadoulou. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to more of the Greek's Gridiron. I'm Ethan Haristadoulou, and I have got to say, this has been one of the most upside-down, ass-backwards seasons I think I've ever witnessed. I just cannot believe some of the wins and some of the losses we are getting every single week by certain teams. And week seven was certainly filled with a handful of shocking losses and victories for some teams. If you could sit there and confidently put out a power rankings at this point in the year, I would love to know why you seem to think you're so confident. Because aside from like my top, I would say eight teams, it is just a mess of me consistently or reorganizing and reorganizing teams from worst to first every single week. And I feel like I'm doing constant reorders day after day after day as games happen. But we'll sit down. We'll break it down 32 to 1 and do our best to put these teams in order from worst to first. So hit that like button, subscribe button, and comment down below. Let's talk about where everyone ranks out heading into week number 8. Starting with the bottom four teams here, we are looking at the Texans at 32, the Lions at 31, the Bears at 30, and then the Panthers at 29. So the Texans and Lions both falling down to the very bottom of the list here, both taking a loss this week, the Lions losing to the Cowboys, and then the Texans keeping a very close game to the Raiders until the fourth quarter where the Raiders just kind of ran away with the game. Ultimately, it's just at this point here, I really liked the Lions at the beginning of the season. They were keeping things really close, but I feel like that loss to the Patriots really rocked them offensively and they're kind of coming back down to earth and we're starting to see what they really are at this point in time. I hope that they can bounce back and same for the Texans, man. They've just been they've been in a lot of games and, and things just seem to go haywire towards the end and they don't come away with victories, but the Bears and Panthers, man, Part of the biggest upsets of the week, the Patriots getting a a loss that I don't think anyone was really expecting going up against them last night. But in hindsight, Bill Belichick, year in and year out, struggles to defend running quarterbacks. And Justin Fields, obviously no exception to that. And then the Panthers getting a massive upset victory going against the Buccaneers this week and a win that I don't think anyone expected to see coming considering they just fired their head coach and got rid of Christian McCaffrey. The NFL is drunk. That's all I've got to say. Looking at the next four teams here, we have the Denver Broncos at 28, the Steelers at 27, the Saints at 26, and then the Raiders at 25. So out of this group before here, the Raiders, the only team moving in a positive direction. Broncos taking another loss. Brett Rippon, obviously not the answer for them at quarterback, despite a lot of people saying, hey, maybe this offense will benefit from no Russell Wilson. Nope, it looked even worse. And if you could imagine that, the Steelers... While being in a really tight contest, they do drop three spots this week, and it's more so just because of a few teams kind of sliding up because of wins that they got more than anything else. I do want to give credit where it's due to the Steelers, but ultimately, it's just not really looking good in Pittsburgh right now, and I know that they were looking for a spark with Kenny Pickett, but it seems like he's going through those rookie growing pains, and I can't really see much positive light coming their way anytime soon. The Saints dropping four spots here, and this is just another one of those teams that Dealing with so many injuries, the offense has not looked the way it should because of those injuries. The defense even struggling, allowing the Cardinals' highest point total of the week. They're starting to really hit rock bottom here. And for a team that I had listed as a dark horse going into this season as a playoff contender, I cannot believe they are where they are. And the Raiders getting a big victory, a much-needed victory to keep whatever slim playoff hopes they have alive over the Houston Texans. Like I said, tight game in the fourth quarter until they kind of blew things open and ran away with the game. Hats off to the Raiders and Josh McDaniels. You get yourself a much-needed victory. 
going through 24 to 21. The Commanders moving up four spots into the 24 spot. The Browns stay put at 23. The Colts fall three spots to 22. And then the Jaguars staying put at 21. So Commanders, part of that group of upsets that I was talking about earlier. Shocking results from them. Did not expect to see them come out as winners. But here they are sliding their way up the power rankings. They're out of the bottom eight now. So good for them. They were sitting very close to the bottom just a few weeks ago for me. But they're working their way up and with Taylor Heineke under center, uh, funny enough, it just seems like every time they go back to him, good things start to go the commander's way. So maybe they stick with Heineke. I don't know. We'll see. The Browns stay put, <clears throat> excuse me, in a tight contest to the Baltimore Ravens. Ultimately, just could not get the game, uh, put the game away against a division rival. I'm very curious to see how this team fares once Watson comes back because they have been in a lot of games where you have to wonder, you know, if it wasn't Jacoby Brissett at quarterback, instead of being, what is it, 2-5 and five that they're sitting at here, are they maybe sitting at 5-2 and two or something like that? We'll see. Once he comes back, we're getting closer and closer to his return. But right now, Browns at 23. I'm fine with them staying put where they are. Colts dropping three spots after benching Matt Ryan in their loss. And I've got to say, or after their loss, I should say, and this is a lost season for the Colts and their rotisserie of quarterbacks and there's really not much else to say. Sam Ellinger is going to be the quarterback going forward. We'll see what he brings to the table. He moved up to their QB2 spot a few weeks ago and is now taking the reins at QB1. And Frank Reich himself even stated that regardless of the separated shoulder that Matt Ryan has, this is more or less a permanent thing just because of performance first and injury second. And then the Jaguars staying put at 21 after a tight loss to the Giants. And I've got to say, the Jaguars are one of those teams where they really they really feel like they're kind of like almost there. You know, they're they're close enough that they might be able to turn the corner sooner than later, but they still need some more talent on the roster. They did just trade away James Robinson last night, shockingly, to the New York Jets, who lost their quarterback, Brees Hall. But right now, the Jaguars, a really solid unit, and I'm excited to see this team just continue to kind of progress and go forward. I think Doug Peterson's the right guy for them, and they're in a lot of games where they probably shouldn't be considering what their record is right now. But I do really like the Jaguars, and I think that they have a really bright future coming their way so long as they continue to add some pieces, and Peterson's really able to reign in this team considering the disaster that it was last year. Looking at the next four teams, we have the Cardinals moving up five spots here to 20, the Falcons dropping a spot to 19, the Patriots dropping four spots here, I believe, and then the Packers dropping a spot as well. The Cardinals slide up five, mainly because there's just a lot of movement kind of going on around them with some teams slipping up and down, but they also did get a big, much-needed victory over the Saints, so hats off to them finally snapping their eight-game home losing streak. Uh, talk about a team that does not really have home field advantage. So good on them. They need a W. They get it done, and I mean, they're still in the thick of things. The NFC West is kind of wide open right now. I know the Seahawks lead the way in, in, a, in a shocking fashion, but they're not really out of it yet. The NFC West is... Kind of a cluster, so we'll see what happens with them, but hats off to the Cardinals. You get a much-needed victory. You keep your playoff hopes alive and hopefully somewhat silence the drama surrounding Kyler Murray right now. The Falcons drop a spot after getting blown out by the Bengals. I really thought that game was going to be a lot closer. I actually called their bet on the, uh, what was it, Bengals uh, minus 6.5. I said Falcons plus 6.5 was the most like attractive bet of the year be or of the week so far because of just you know, how well they had been against the spread at this point and ultimately got completely shellacked. I don't really know what to make of the Falcons, and that's why I have them where I have them, because some weeks they're very competitive and they're in tight games, and they're typically in tight games, and they're either winning or they're losing. This is the first time I've really seen them look just 
outplayed, outperformed, and overall just like like the talent scale being tipped very heavily on the opposite side of the field. So we'll see what happens with the Falcons. I'm kind of curious what they are, and I guess we'll figure that out as we keep going forward here. But lots of young talent, some surprising talent at that. They're not really injured compared to some of the other teams around the NFL, so still a relatively healthy roster. And we'll see if Arthur Smith can uh, learn and take away anything from this tough loss that the Falcons experienced this week. Patriots at losing four spots here, and I've got to say, this is one of the results, again, that I did not expect to see. I really thought that the Patriots would be moving up the board this week, but going up against the Bears, Bill Belichick just does not seem to be able to defend running quarterbacks for whatever it may be. I feel like that is a consistent thing that I've seen throughout his entire career, and Honestly, when picking the Patriots to win, I picked them 31 to 10, and it was literally like the other way around, basically 33 to 14 Bears. I've got to say that I, it's at this point now, if the Patriots are going up against a running quarterback, it is not a shoe in. And I don't know why Belichick struggles to defend them. I know, you know, a handful of teams do here and there, but it's a very consistent thing where I don't really see. Bill Belichick ever having good defensive games against those running quarterbacks. And that'll definitely be something that we'll have to look at post Belichick career and try to figure out why. Packers falling a spot after losing a tight contest and a, a potential comeback victory against the Commanders. I wanted to drop them a little bit lower, but then when I look at the teams below them, I can't really rationalize having the Packers any lower than this. I'm really disappointed with the way this team is right now. It's it you want to talk about just like a a complete lack of continuity and there's just no rhythm with the offense here. And every now and again, you get big splash plays and they find their way to the end zone on a drive here and there. But it, it feels like this team should be better than what it is. I feel like they can make a turnaround, but at this point I don't really know. And I'm really disappointed with where they are right now. Coming up for the next four teams here, we have the Bucks at 16, the 49ers at 15, the Chargers at 14, and then the Rams at 13. So the Buccaneers falling three spots, and I really consider dropping them even lower, but because they still have Tom Brady and they have such a talented roster, I know that there's so much going on surrounding the Buccaneers, whether it's with the team itself, the players, or Tom Brady and everything he's got going on. Part of me still believes in this team, and they might be a little bit higher than they should be right now, and if you have that argument, by all means, go for it, but I just feel like there is a slim chance that they can still turn things around. The the NFC South, another division that's pretty much wide open, and I'm pretty sure they still lead the NFC South despite being where they are record-wise, so at this point... Not really thrilled with where they are, but I feel like I can't put them any lower than 16. And there is a piece of me that thinks that they'll figure something out. You know, Tom Brady and his teams always do, right? 49ers at 15 getting somewhat crushed by the 40 uh, by the Chiefs, excuse me. And I think this is more just a culmination of all the injuries they have going on right now. Could they be a little bit higher than this? And, you know, they're lower than the Rams right now, who are a team that they've already beat and they beat fairly handedly. But I'm really concerned about the 49ers and just their ability to keep moving the ball effectively on offense. I know they just brought in Christian McCaffrey, but I do not believe in Jimmy Garoppolo, and the defense is hurting really badly right now. So we'll see where this team goes moving forward, but I'm going to need to see some more from the 49ers before I bring them up any higher on the boards. The Chargers dropping five spots here in a shocking loss to the to the excuse me the Seahawks, and you want to talk about another upset loss and one that I did not really see being in the way it was. I would have expected the game to be a lot closer, but injuries to J.C. Jackson, Mike Williams. I'm worried about the Chargers, man. I really am. The health of that roster is a serious concern, and the Rams dropping a spot. 
didn't play this week just because of movement going on around them. They sit at number 13 now. Next group of four, we have the Seahawks at 12, the Dolphins at 11, Jets sitting at 10, and then the Titans at number nine. So Seahawks rocketing up the boards. They move up eight spots this week. They take their spot at the top of the NFC West teams. Uh, This is a team that I'm giving the respect they deserve at this point. They have been in a lot of games. They've had some really tight contests and... Uh, the t- you want to talk about one of the most shocking teams of the season? It's got to be the Seattle Seahawks, man. That a fun team to watch. Geno Smith and his story, man. It, you can't like not root for the team at this point. Even if you're somebody in that division that doesn't root for the Seahawks, you cannot r- just not root for his success story he's got going on right now. Dolphins move up the leaderboard six spots, and honestly, I probably had them a little bit lower than they should have been the last few weeks, but. I didn't think Tua was going to come back as soon as he did. It's nice to see them come back and get a victory, albeit not necessarily the prettiest one against the Steelers. I think it'll just be, you know, Tua knocking up some knocking off some rust and getting back into the, you know, the rhythm of things, but I felt like, you know, Dolphins get Tua back, they get a win, albeit a grind of a win, they get the job done, and this is probably more so where the Dolphins should be just based off of where they are at 4 and 0 with Tua under center. Jets stay put at 10. I wanted to move them up a little bit higher, but ultimately another team dealing with some really tough injuries this week kind of concerns me. You lose Brees Hall. Elijah Vera Tucker also goes down. That defense over there, still phenomenal and a fantastic group, but we'll have to see how much James Robinson fits into this team. Slightly concerned because of the injuries they just got dealt with, but they're five and two men and they're looking really good. And the Titans move up a couple of spots here with a big victory for them this week over their division rival Colts. I've got to say that... This is a team that is just tough as nails. And their head coach, Mike Vrabel, tough as nails. They deal with so much adversity and so many injuries and things like that. And they just continue to pound out wins in ways that people don't really expect. And you can't really doubt the Titans, man. They were the number one seed last year for a reason. And despite their kind of rocky start to the season... I expect the Titans to continue to kind of be a team that is like a thorn in other teams' sides where you're just you're questioning how they keep winning, but they're getting the job done anyways. And then for the top eight, not a lot of movement going on here. I This is where I'm probably the most confident in my list. At number eight, we have the Bengals. At seven, the Ravens. At six, the Cowboys. At five, we have the Giants. So Bengals, Ravens, and Cowboys. No movement whatsoever. All three teams getting a victory, and based off of just how the games played out and previous games played recently, I liked keeping them all where they were. Cowboys, you get the win that you need with Dak Prescott finally back and under center. Bengals get a massive victory here. It really feels like their offense is starting to get rolling here, and the Ravens squeaking out a tight victory to the Browns. I almost considered throwing the Bengals above the Ravens here, but the Ravens did just beat the Bengals fairly recently, so I kept the Ravens right above them just because it makes sense to me in my head. But the Giants dropping a spot here because you had a little bit of a cheek clencher going up against the Jaguars, and I was not really too sure how I felt about that win, but they still got the win nonetheless. I did not want to penalize them for a win, but at the same time, that lo- that near loss shook my trust in them just a smidge so that I dropped them below a team. And I still like them. I still think they're a great team. They keep finding ways to win despite injuries and what have you, but definitely a little bit of a scary victory, I would say, for the Giants. And then for my top four, we got the Vikings, we got the Chiefs, we got the Bills, and then to round it out, we have the Philadelphia Eagles at number one. So the Vikings obviously did not play this week. They're the team that gets moved up because of the Giants dropping down a spot. Vikings have been one of those teams that have just been 
very impressive week in and week out getting wins where people did not expect them to. And I continue to expect to see them play at a very high level. And they only have one loss right now. I know their defense, especially in the secondary, can be a little bit shaky in some games, but they're finding ways to get the W offensively, so I don't really want to knock them. Chiefs staying at number three. You get yourself a massive victory over the 49ers, a statement victory at that, but they're sitting behind the Bills who beat them, and then the Eagles are my number one team, and I had this question asked for as to why they are the number one team over the Bills, and I will make sure to explain it in this video here because I thought I did last week, but I actually didn't. I think I talked about it in a different video. The Eagles are number one to me, mainly because of the balance of their offense. They can get it done through the air, on the ground, however they need to get it done, and their defense is very threatening. They have one of the best secondaries in the league. They also have one of the best pass rushes in the league. They are the epitome of balance, in my opinion, so far at this point. The Bills are right behind them, but the Bills running attack is not one that I fear as much as I do when I look at this Philadelphia Eagles team. They have a litany of running backs that can get it done, whereas your running game over in Buffalo, a lot of it comes through Josh Allen, and I just don't really think it's sustainable. We'll see. I could be completely wrong, but that's just kind of where I stand with the Eagles being number one. They're also undefeated, but they've been getting wins done in each and every way possible, whether it's with Jalen Hurts' arm, whether it's on the ground with Jalen Hurts or the running backs, they can get it done in a number of ways offensively, and I like that versatility because when one thing's not working, you know that there's something else we can go to, and that's where I feel with the Eagles at one and the Bills sitting at two. But those are my power rankings. That's it for me. I appreciate you all for watching. Comment down below. Let me know what is your rankings looking like? What do I have right? What do I have wrong? And everything in between. I'll catch you guys next time. Have a good one.